0: What's going on guys? This is Gary. Josh is at football training and not football as we know it and as we talk about it here on the podcast, but actually American football. He is the kicker for his high school team. So you got me for the next few minutes. So uh, please don't uh, put your phone away or dunk it in some water or bury it under some dirt. Um, Stick with me for a few and hopefully I'll provide a little bit of maybe entertainment and a little bit of fun. Um, Hope everybody is doing well. Today is the last day of September, if you can believe it. We have three months left in 2019. It's insane. And we've already hit seven games in the Premier League, which is also insane. Game week seven just wrapped up with the Man U Arsenal match, the 1-1 draw. A little bit of controversy on Aubameyang's goal. As a non-Aubameyang owner, uh, that one stung. Um, It knocked us just outside the top 100k, I do believe, um, because he also got all three bonus. So um, yeah, that one stung just a touch. But uh, until it updates on our uh, FPL account, I'll still take it. We uh, we had a big jump, big, huge jump um, last week, hundreds of thousands of points, got well inside the top 100K. And then, um, I don't know, this has been a, an interesting weekend. Why don't we do this? First of all, let me start with this. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for getting us to 32,000 followers on Instagram. It is Nothing that Josh and I ever would have imagined or dreamt of or even planned for or hoped for. Um, but we are extremely appreciative of it. The way this all began about two and a half, no, actually close to three years ago. So we, Josh and I started to talk about a podcast that we wanted to do. And as we are a football-loving family, uh, especially Premier League, and Fantasy Premier League, we thought, you know what, let's, let's do a weekly podcast just about football. We'll kind of heavy up on Premier League, maybe touch on a little FPL, um, which we did. So that would be three years ago this coming December. So we're just shy of three years with Let's Talk Soccer. Uh, fast forward to um, April, so almost two and a half years ago, and so this was April of 2017, um, we decided to launch our Instagram account and just post the same sort of content that we're talking about on our podcast. And um, it just sort of exploded on its own. We never did um, boosts or advertising or anything. We just happened to be at the right time at the right place, I guess. Um, and people started finding us and it just sort of grew extremely organically, um, which we are extremely grateful for. Never, ever in a million years would we thought that that this is where we'd be. Um, Now, we have the opportunity, because we are relatively big, I guess, sort of in our little niche, our little genre, where we can um, help promote other accounts. And we do try to do that. Now, we're not going to go and promote every single... Uh, FPL account or football-related account or apparel account that comes to us asking, we have to have some sort of a relationship with, with that account. And also, um, we have to ourselves like the content. The last thing in the world we want to do is promote uh, content or products or services that we ourselves don't consume in one way or another. So when we do do shout-outs or sort of feature one specific account, uh, we we genuinely feel um, like y'all would enjoy that. So hopefully you guys do. When you see those, the latest one we did was for FPL Doodles. This guy uh, first saw him on Twitter, and by far the most unique um, FPL-related account that I've seen, Uh, he actually doodles, um, certain sort of key events or memorable moments that happened um, in the Premier League of either of the week present or the week that just passed. And lately what he's done too is actually shot time-lapse video. Um, So say in 30, 40, 45 seconds, you can see the entire sketch um, be drawn in sort of uh, that fast forward type of motion so really really cool stuff another cool thing that that came to us uh is the giveaway we're doing right now so we're giving away three jerseys if you haven't gone on to our instagram page yet please do the handle is at let's talk soccer and uh it's a partnership with our friends at super soccer jerseys and they've got authentic jerseys you should check out their website it's just super soccer um but, you know, you go to our posts, uh, you tag, I believe it's four of your mates and then, um, and that's on the post itself and then, uh, comment done and send it off to us and you are automatically entered into a drawing. And so it's for a free Jersey of your choice. Uh, super soccer jerseys will take care of the shipping. So it's the first, uh, venture that we've done with something like this we've been approached in the past but uh it just wasn't the right product or or anything like that that we would never ourselves um use but but these guys have authentic team jerseys um not only for the premier league but for other um domestic leagues as well so um give them a look uh definitely enter into our um our giveaway there and um you know, hopefully you're one of the three winners and we'll we'll continue to do things like that. Um, you know, it's, it's cool. We're not only helping, in this case, Super Soccer Jerseys sort of get their name out a little bit and hopefully drive a little business for them, but it's a way to reward you guys and thank you guys um, in something other than words because we thank you guys a lot, but um, hopefully this shows um, our appreciation even more so. So where I'm going with all this podcast stuff, you know, hit reverse and go all the way back to the beginning of this. Josh and I started this almost three years ago, and we vowed that every week we would do a podcast. Even in the off-season, <clears throat> we would find something football-related, and certainly there's plenty um, of enough things going on to where you know there's never a dead time. Um, but we have not stopped. We have posted at least one podcast every week, um, since what is that December of two thousand and sixteen, <clears throat> so it is granted not the highest quality uh, podcast that you'll listen to, probably one of the lowest quite honestly but but um, hopefully it 's more about the content <clears throat> than the production quality Now there are uh, podcasts out there like our friends at um, take the Hit um, that have good production quality. And good content. So, you know, they've definitely got a leg up on us. <clears throat> but we have really sort of uh, poured our time and resources uh, and energy into our Instagram account. <clears throat> but certainly we do love doing this podcast as well. All right, <clears throat> enough about that. Let's talk about game week seven first. Here's our team we got 54 points. Pope and goal with one point, Alexander Arnold with six, Otamendi with one, Peters with six. Cantwell with two, Sterling was our captain, he gave us fourteen points. De Bruyne on fire again, got us nine points. Mo Salah, just three. McGinn, a beautiful value. Love having him in our squad. Eight points. Tammy Abraham, first week in our squad, and uh, you know, kind of a big disappointment with just two points, and Pookie. With <clears throat> two. On the bench, like most of you out there, Button is our backup goalkeeper. Lundstrom was on our bench. Greenwood was on our bench. And Kelly, who got six points this weekend, was on our bench. And wished that, uh, that he would have been uh, out there in our starting 11. For the Game Week 7 Dream Team, <clears throat> let's see. We've got Guaita in goal. 9 points. Dougherty, 15 points. Pereira, 13 points. Johnny Evans, 11 points. In the midfield, Jorginho with 11. Wijnaldum with 10. Milivojevic with 10. Willian with 10. Mars with 10. Mars had quite the game. He's an interesting potential FPL asset. King, yes, Josh King with 12 points. And Jamie Vardy having a party with 12 points. So there is the game week 7 FPL team. Now, part of what we do or won't do with this podcast is get into a ton of data. Data, at least in our minds, is much better consumed sort of in a bi- visual platform. Uh, so that's where our Instagram and our Twitter accounts come in handy. We'll post things like, um, you know, expected goals, uh, record versus. Upcoming opponents, uh, form, price, all that kind of stuff. But let's just talk sort of loosely about upcoming fixtures. Some teams really catch our eye in terms of very favorable fixtures uh, on the horizon. Arsenal is one of them. Uh, The next four game weeks, the highest FDR they see is a three, and that's a home game against Crystal Palace. Austin Villa, next two games look good for them, and then they've got Man City away, and then Liverpool after that. So that gets into a really rough stretch. Burnley, next two games look pretty good. Uh, Then they hit Chelsea in Week 10, um, and then back to a two-FDR with Sheffield United. Chelsea look the best of all. They've got straight twos about as far as the eye can see. Um, Invest in those Chelsea assets, guys. And why don't I do this? I'll talk about some assets by team. Uh, Maybe not each team, but some that come to mind as we go. So back up to Arsenal. Um, Aubameyang, of course, uh, if you can afford him, if you're wild carding, definitely worth the consideration. Pepe doesn't impress me. Uh, It's like he's trying too hard and it's just not coming together for him. So quite honestly... The only player I'd be interested in from Arsenal is uh, Aubameyang. <clears throat> Austin Villa. Uh, let's see. We've got McGinn, um, which is the man right now. I mean, in terms of um, midfielders, he is delivering quite a bit. So we are definitely going to. Um, to stick with Mr. McGinn, <clears throat> he's a great value, and he produces a lot of points. You can't beat that. Burnley, we got Pope in Goal. We like Peters back on defense. Um, neither Wood nor Barnes have done a whole lot lately, but that could change in an instant, especially as their fixtures get much more favorable. Chelsea, <clears throat> you could easily... Che- Justify tripling up on Chelsea players. Um, The three most popular would be Tamori uh, back in the defense, uh, Mount in midfield, and um, Tammy Abraham up top. I'll throw another one in there. I think hudson Adoy is going to be an excellent asset. He's a bit cheaper than Mount is. He's a lot fresher because he was out injured. For a long time, he came into the, the Chelsea game and just played a handful of minutes and um, assisted one of their goals. So I think much like Mount and much like Abraham, he will be involved in a lot of attack and um, a lot of goals as a result. So hudson Adoy is one of our players um, that we are willing to take a punt on, and he may end up in our Game Week 8 squad um, to show you how much confidence we have in him. Everton's schedule actually gets to look a little bit better. Um, especially after the Man City um, match. But I just don't know about Everton. I Quite honestly, if you've got Luka Dean, then perhaps you hold on to him. Um, but you could easily make a case for dropping him and bringing in someone like Otamendi or Soyonku or uh, Tamori <clears throat> or someone like that. Remember... Just because you're dropping a premium-priced player or whatever price um, that player may be doesn't mean you have to get the exact same-priced player. If you can spread your budget around and still be happy with uh, the distribution of talent um, on your team, then go for it. That's what we always try to look for, too. You've got to find a couple of those uh, less expensive players that can still deliver the points for you. Leicester City, after the Liverpool game in Week 8, things open up quite nicely, although um, Liverpool are um, prone to allowing the odd goal here and there, so I would not be surprised at all if Jamie Vardy can knock one in against Liverpool in Week 8. But if you're a little bit wary of that, then certainly uh, for Week 9... Get on the Vardy bus. Madison should be back by then. And, of course, uh, the Turkish lad um, on defense, as lots of people call him, <clears throat> Soyuncu, we think, is a great option. Um, Pereira as well, even Chilwell. But uh, Soyuncu is much less expensive and still delivers a lot of points. Let's see. Manchester City. Uh They have, for the foreseeable future, some quite lovely fixtures, and you know how that team rolls. The only concern I have, as we always do, is rotation for that squad. Uh, We saw Mahrez start in Week 7 against Everton. He played extremely well. mentioned that a little earlier. And now... um, you know, there's a lot of thought that he may become a regular starter because of that. I don't know um, what to think of that. It really comes down to each individual manager and what he or she is most comfortable with. I still think Sterling will get a majority of starts. Listen, not every player is going to start all the time. But over the course of the season, someone like a Sterling or an Aguero or even Asala, even though he's not playing super well right now, those players are keepers um, for the season, in my opinion, in our opinion. uh, That's not someone that just because they have a bad game week, or even two, or maybe even three, you don't think about getting rid of, because as history has shown, these guys are either at the top, or towards the top of um, most FPL points earned, when a season is all said and done. So, We recommend using your free transfers on uh, more pressing needs, Uh, players that need to be uh, changed out because of injury or suspension, players that just are not getting the job done. You took a risk with them, and it didn't quite pan out as you had hoped. Different scenarios like that, even upgrades, um, are okay. But in our mind, Sterling stays, at least in our team, he will. Aguero as well. Turns out that the only reason that uh, Jesus started against Everton was that, um, I guess, in pregame warm-ups, Aguero felt a little bit of something, a little bit of a twinge, and rather than risk him um, in the full game, uh, Pep decided to start Jesus. So there was every intent of starting Aguero for that game, but just um, came down to sort of the last couple minutes and – and they collectively decided to make the change there. Um Otamendi, I think, is a good get. If you're looking for a more nailed-on defender, uh, thought that maybe Mendy would be nailed on when in week five he started and Zinchenko was on the bench, but Zinchenko started <clears throat> this week. So interesting to see. Um, and that may be the case over the season. It may be for different teams and different formations. Pep, Pep. Um, Switches them out. So Ederson, of course, is about as nailed on as you can get in that squad. Um, Almost 100% nailed on, which for uh, a Guardiola team is quite the accomplishment. Um, Norwich look okay for the next couple games. If you're thinking about dropping Pookie, we think give him one more chance. He does play Austin Villa at home, um, and that's where he does most of his goal scoring. And hopefully Cantwell is involved in that as well. So if you have both of them, maybe give them one more crack, and then they play Bournemouth away in week nine. Spurs look okay for game weeks eight and nine, and then um, Liverpool away in week 10, Um, and then uh, Everton away. And Everton, right now, it's an FDR four, which I find quite um, high for Everton, um, given the state that they're in right now. But Kane has improved. Um, It's just a matter of time until sun just goes off and starts ripping big hauls consistently. Um, Don't necessarily love anyone on their defense. Aurier Aurier just got a red card, which uh, killed a lot of his owners who recently brought him in. So be wary of that. Um, and that's really about it. I do like West Ham. Um, and what I like about West Ham is I like Yarmolenko. Um, Alaire is pretty good. He's quite a bit of money. I think uh, Vardy is a better shout than him. Um, but uh, I think Yarmolenko, who's cheap, I think he's around $5.6 million, somewhere around there, um, is on great form <clears throat> and like McGinn. Um, is a great value there in the midfield. Unfortunately, Fabianski injured himself and could be out for, I believe it's up to three months is the rumor. And, of course, we will update things like that, especially to notable players like like Fabianski um, on our Instagram page as quickly as that info comes out or as quickly as we see it. Um, Speaking of injuries, Kevin De Bruyne, Apparently did not practice with Man City on Monday. A little bit of an ankle sprain, it sounds like. He took a really hard tackle uh, in the Everton game, and he came off in the 80th minute. Nothing major, according to, I believe it was Sky Sports, who reported at first, uh, nothing major. So should be fine for the weekend. My guess is that he will sit out uh, for the Champions League match this week <clears throat> and give that time to rest. Now, speaking of Champions League, a couple of important things. One is if you are thinking about making transfers and the budget price changes potential is not a massive massive concern for you. We suggest holding off because um you know these four Premier League teams that are in um Champions League, and then of course, there's a handful more that are in Europa League. <clears throat> players start to get injured and things like that. So, um, our suggestion is wait till the end of the week, wait till the team's press conferences um, before you start making investments <clears throat> in players that could potentially get hurt. Uh, other thing about Champions League or Europa League for that matter is just because a player starts and maybe even plays a full 90 in a Champions League, in a week, in a midweek match, whether it's a domestic cup, it's a European cup, doesn't mean that they won't start over the weekend. I don't know where these rumors come from. Uh, <clears throat> Sterling started uh, last week for Man City in the Carabao Cup match, and everybody started freaking out that, oh, he's certain not to start. Um, and... Lo and behold, he did start, and he scored one against Everton. Actually could have had a few more. Had a couple of sitters that just, it's such a sterling thing to do. Um, You know, would have had much higher points as would a lot of others if he would have just banged in those easier ones. Now, um, what else do we need to talk about? Oh, speaking of people who say, a player is for sure going to do this or for sure going to do that, or he's definitely not going to start. Please don't listen to those people uh, unless they are somehow related to the player, uh, the team's head physio or the manager of that team. Um, They don't know anything more than you or I do for that. Um, Certainly we can do research and look at reports and look at prognosis and estimates and, Things like that. <clears throat> but unless someone from the club comes out and states it, then it is purely a guess. So these people that go on and say, uh, you know, uh, Mahrez is definitely going to start this coming weekend, or, um, you know, Sterling started uh, in Champions League, and he's going to sit uh, without a doubt, they don't know. Every once in a while they get it right just because, um, There's always the possibility of something like that happening. But, you know, please don't let people who say they know things for sure um, drive you to making changes or panic needlessly over something that um, they have no idea about. The other thing then is if anyone, including us, tells you specifically what to do, don't take that as you must do it. Think for yourself some. I can pretty much promise you that we will not tell you exactly what you should do, unless there's something just glaringly obvious. You've got a player that's out for the season and you're starting 11 or something kind of ridiculous like that. Um, We will then, of course, be very direct uh, with um, what we think you should do. Otherwise, we will provide you, and I think the the best accounts, and we see a lot of them, especially on Twitter, <clears throat> the best accounts sort of give you uh, food for thought. They'll maybe throw in some data. Uh, they'll talk about historical performances. They'll help you... Um, think of ideas, maybe player combinations, or or just players in general um, that you hadn't thought about. Uh, you know, it's just it's another set of eyes. Sometimes we all get as managers so deep in the weeds um, and into the details with our teams that there's things staring us right in the face uh, that we can't see or we have a hard time seeing um, because we're just so close to it. So. You know, we will, um, and I think anyone that has DM'd us and had a a dialogue with us uh, will attest to, we take some time to um, write a good response that that provides some thoughtful um, information or, um, like I said, some food for you to sort of chew on and think about what's best for your team. Um, You know, sometimes people ask us, who should I captain? And that's not really for us to say. It's really your decision. It's your responsibility. Now, we have had recently even um, some DMs with uh, a follower who got extremely aggressive in his um, DMs and is now blocked as a result because of the language that he was using to us. Um, And we won't tolerate that. Um, But we were talking to him, I believe, about um, Allaire and just presenting some alternative players to that. And of course, um, and it wasn't Allaire, I can't remember what player it was, but um, the player um, that I believe he replaced uh, did rather well over the weekend and of course um, blames us and You told me to and, you know, F-bombs and the whole nine yards. You made me do this. Um, No, we didn't. We don't even say you should do this, um, except maybe you should consider or, um, you know, we may sort of steer you towards having a more well-balanced squad or something like that. But we will never tell you. Get rid of this player. Get that player. Captain this guy. Don't captain this guy because, like everyone else, we don't know. Uh, you know, we make our decisions. You know, based on information, um, <clears throat> and some people take in more information and process information differently, or better, or worse. Um, and that's what we're trying to do is provide you um, with information so that you can make an informed decision. So, um, if any account advises you on a player even if they tell you you better captain aguero this weekend um and you do and aguero blanks it's not their fault it everyone has the free choice to to choose their captains to choose their players do with their teams what they want so <clears throat> you know um it was just that that message the messages that we received from that person were um we're disappointing and, um, a little bit, uh, frustrating, um, because of what I just explained and also just because of terrible language. You know, we are a family friendly account. Um, Josh is only 15 years old. Um, I'm his father, you know, so we have kids that age, kids younger than that on there and we just want to make it a productive, good, um, Environment, so that's that's what we're all about. It's for the fun of the game, um, and let's not lose sight of that. But what we will do is, as we move closer to uh, the game week eight deadline, is we'll provide players that are on our late radar, um, updated FDRs for all twenty teams for the next four game weeks. Actually, five game weeks. Uh, we will do that really cool comparison chart of lots of attacking. Uh, popular attacking players slash um, captain candidates for the upcoming week. That includes um, all kinds of data, you know, even their performances, historical performances against their Game Week 8 opponents, different things like that. So be on the lookout there. Don't forget about our jersey giveaway. Go online, follow directions, get yourself in that drawing. And until next time, guys, this is Gary on behalf of Josh saying peace. And goodbye.